Welcome to another great episode of the On The Radar Podcast. This is the podcast that features music and artists coming to, through, and from the greater Midwestern areas. My name is Peapod. Bigfoot Studios in the middle of the autumn rush, as we call it. Four to five huge interviews from a lot of artists coming uh, to the area. Of course, we are in Maumee, Ohio, right of the suburb of Toledo, Ohio, having some fun. Thank you for joining us. Today on the podcast, we have a fantastic group, uh, a collective as I've uh, learned before we started, but we'll, more on that in just a moment. From Bloomington, Indiana, this is the group known as Lady Cop. Ladies, gentlemen, how we doing? Good. So good. Good. Well. Good. Thank you so much for uh, for taking some time and swinging through. Uh, you guys are currently on a run of shows, running on tour right now. So you guys have swung by. And uh, big ups to uh, your uh, uh, friends over in in-store recordings. Uh for reaching out and uh, hooking up with us. Very excited for you guys. You are so far to date our largest member groups of four band. You have six members. The largest has been five. So congratulations on that. Well, our band is actually usually seven. Wow. Seven to eight. Seven to eight. Well, our largest show was eight, but we're usually seven and um, five usually at the at the smallest. But we've done, I do solo sets sometimes. And so one, down to one. <laughs> yes, so down to one. <laughs> up to eight. It'd be One fantastic take. if you did a show with zero people and there's still music. <laughs> very, very out, crazy. That sounds pretty boring. <laughs> there's no show. It's just audio. It's in the ether. It's all, it's all right. All right. So how we're going to do this, we're going to introduce everybody from my left down the line from almost tallest to smallest. How we have everybody set up, it's almost like tallest to smallest into into the group. How everybody's really? sitting. Really? Because I think I might want to be one of the shortest members of the band. Well, you're on the tallest stool though. Shortest tenure. Well, that yeah, I'll go for that. Yeah, that's for sure. Shortest tenure. Shortest because, tenure. Okay, so I'm Josh. Speaking of shortest tenure, uh, I am. Uh, I'm filling in on drums. Uh, Drum for, fills. Shut up. Uh, so. <laughs> You're part the of guy, the collective. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, a guy named Chuck usually plays drums, and he's fucking awesome. And uh, okay. I'm trying to uh, garner his energy. He's like uh, really intense and very emotional behind the drums, which is very awesome. And so I'm trying to like capture that a little bit. And you should smile uh, more. I'm, I'm trying. To, <laughs> shut up, Gabe. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to introduce myself. You have a dynamite mustache, by the way. I appreciate that. No one that's listening can see it, but it's overwhelming. <laughs> we'll take a photo it later. It's okay. Uh, okay. So I'll just say that so Gabe can talk more. Well, I'd like to chime in is that Josh actually did a lot of, uh, a few of our drum recordings on our first EP. Mm. Um, so he's been part of the band for a couple years, um, but he's joining us on this tour this time. We're really excited to have him here. And I'm blessed. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> Next guy. Uh, I'm Gabe. I also have another mustache. I play bass <laughs> in the band. You um, kind of look like Dave Grohl. 
Oh. <laughs> he wishes. I don't wish. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the first time you've heard that, maybe. As long as I don't seem as like high and mighty as he does. I, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's, he's a good guy, a, but yeah, I feel like sometimes really good, he's though. a little... Just, it doesn't have to be on tape to be real music. I don't know. It's fine. It, yeah. It, yeah, we can use digital stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I play bass. I've been playing bass in the band for a little over a year. Uh, I've known him for a while. Next. And that's my story. Yes. Yeah. My name is Chelsea. I am the composer and the lead vocalist and also play um, an 88 key MIDI keyboard. Ooh. And I'm also a Toledo native. This is my hometown. Yeah, that's what I've learned as uh, you are the, uh, even though this, this group is more or less, I guess, from the Indiana area, you yourself is from right here in Toledo. Yeah, so that's, that's that's pretty cool. And we'll, we'll, we'll dive more into how this all formed in just a moment. Uh, I'm Kenzie. I sing alto. I've been singing with this band since we started since playing. the beginning. Like three years maybe four three uh, a little over three years ago when we started the project yeah. it's been it's been lovely and uh i play a little bit of synth too my name's timmy and i play violin oh nice i'm excited for I, uh, i'm a big fan of uh, like classical instruments in modern music so i'm very excited you're our first violinist on the podcast so welcome Look at this breaking records with Lady Cop. I like it. <laughs> and Timmy shreds. <laughs> and Timmy shreds. He shreds on the on the violin. Oh yeah. He progs it up. <laughs> yep. Nice. Not that we needed it. <laughs> Plenty proggy. Hi, I'm Thea, and I um just did my first show with the band on Thursday. Oh wow. So well, just welcome. Right in, so wow. Been, yep. so really got a couple experience. newbies mm-hmm. on the end and. The the, the, it's it's a it's, yeah, a, it's right. a, like it's a it's a sandwich. It's a sandwich <laughs> of new newest and 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 the the soul of the sandwich, the the meat of the sandwich in Chelsea in the middle, which is very nice. How it's all set up. Well, uh, we'll we'll start it off, uh, Chelsea. Since you are the composer, I guess I'll I'll aim this at you right now. Um, how did this uh, act come together? First off, has anybody in the band? I'm going to make this joke. I'm sorry, right off the bat. Has anybody in the band been or ha- will be become a cop of some sort? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, okay. I can't say cool. at this point in time. Sweet. I don't know what the future holds for me, but I, we do have some stashes. That could, do do that have some dynamite on the stashes, force. yes. I'm yeah. actually quite a pacifist, but I've been really getting into this idea of uh, sacred rage. Ooh. <laughs> we should talk about it in the car. <laughs> We should talk about that later. But <laughs> yeah, right here. So bad jokes aside, how did Lady Cop come to be? Okay. Um, it might be a little windy. So I, I started when I, I dropped out of college um, in 2011. And in 2012, I started um, trying to decide like where I was going to go. I do a lot of different art forms. So I am also a dancer and I um, work with kids and I've done theatrical stuff in the past and um, I started hosting house shows and I had about three different house shows in Bloomington where I was hosting all of these bands, usually men. And, um, they were wild. We had some really wild house shows, like 150 people. Like sometimes Jimmy John's would come, like serve sandwiches and like fireworks would happen. <laughs> I, I don't know. Hell how, yeah. Like <laughs> fireworks Bra- were unrelated. A Brazilian to Jimmy John's. soccer team, like broke a window and like every, you know, what the whole, the whole team? <laughs> Somebody did, <laughs> but I had a friend that fixed it. But um, 
I just kept seeing these bands and um, first of all, I was like, I can do this. <laughs> this is something that I could do. And I also was at, at the end of my uh, spree as a, as a um, host of all these bands, I was getting really tired of people disrespecting me because, you know, bands don't show up, you know, they show up late and, you know, just because I'm a girl, you know, it really seemed that way. So then I was, around, during that same time, I was um, learning how to write songs and I spent about a couple of years, I spent two or three years isolating myself from everybody, really, um, trying to learn music theory. I'm a self-taught music theorist, music theorist. And um, just trying to figure out what what was me and what was going to happen. And um, during this time as well, I would I would bring the songs to um, this this crew of, of male musicians that I would I would ask if they enjoyed the or if they wanted to help or if what they thought. And everyone was extremely condescending mm. all of the time. And that's where the name Lady Cop kind of came to be. Well, it, that's what it came to be was. Um, because it's it's for any woman that wants to um, feel confident about showing their uh, creative and emotional authority. Hell yeah! It's unfortunate that we we still live in an age where that women, as powerful they can be, are still are still viewed as a secondary of anything. If any and and the ideas and especially in 2018 where where it's very big on women power forward that it should be that it needs to be um and not not necessarily just like one being better than the other just equal that's the biggest thing about everything is it needs to be equal and it's unfortunate that we still live in a time that that is still viewed as lesser and it's unfortunate that uh people that can't respect the art form of music just because of who you are as a person um i love the idea of it how did this collective then come to be how did you choose these uh individuals to be part of your act well i'm extremely grateful for everybody that has come through this project um i know that i know that it's really rare to have have this type of group and i i just it's been such a pleasure the past three years working with everybody um my main collaborator alex arnold is a guitarist with us in the project but he currently lives in portland oregon so he couldn't be here with us today but he and I, um, he helped me uh, record the songs, and we um, we started working together. And uh, Kenzie and I actually worked together at a restaurant at the time. Um, and I just asked her, I was like, "Hey, do you want to be in this band?" <laughs> and she was like, uh, "Maybe." <laughs> and then, and then the next like a couple days later, she's like, "I love these songs. Like, you know, I'm so into it, and really grateful to have Kenzie here. Her voice is heartbreakingly." It's so good. It's like butter. Stop. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. I would agree with that. Yeah. When Very good. did that happen? 2015. Okay. In the in the summertime, we started this project in the summer 2015. And All of this is on the Wikipedia page for us, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we went through a couple bassists, um, just this through time. You know, you know, in keeping a band, people have their own lives, and and specifically bassists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our uh, old bassist Kyle helped started touring with Duran Jones and the Indications, oh. uh, which is a pretty hopping group right now. Mm -hmm. And um, our older soprano, our 
uh, our inaugurative soprano biz moved to New York. So we actually have another soprano in New York, and we have two sopranos in Portland, Oregon as well. Um, then Gabe came into the group a couple years ago. Well, Gabe and Chuck, our usual drummer, actually asked if they could be involved in the project, which I Chuck really asked too. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, actually, our oh. our our first drummer broke his arm and we needed a, a substitute surprisingly it wasn't him <laughs> <laughs> which is actually really funny because when yeah. josh when josh recorded the drums for us on our ep like a week later he broke his leg legs jeez <laughs> um and then our other drummer broke his wrist or his arm it was a crazy dancing accident and that's the truth <laughs> I, I was dancing and broke my leg in half go ahead <laughs> could be a lot worse yeah <laughs> you're right yeah i get a bit more climbing or some shit yeah but um and so we got Chuck to fill in for us and then he just asked and again so grateful to have him. He's um a math genius and it really shows in his creativity. Um really ups the prog in, in the band. And we then should, we should call him Calc. Calc. For short. As a nickname. Calculator. <laughs> oh, not a good one. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> First time testing it out. Might as well just do it right into the microphone. Hey, do you edit these? I don't know. Okay. All right, we'll cut that one out. Okay. It's and more then... for my benefit than, than you guys. But... <laughs> I might just keep it in. Just no one wants to hear this shit. No, yeah. I do. I do. Uh, and then with Timmy, I inquired if he wanted to go on this last tour with us. We went on a Pacific Northwest tour. It was and... like a week before... <laughs> I went there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was pretty. So I was just like, uh, let me check out the songs. And yeah, it was pretty. It was a cool experience. Um, I didn't have as much time to spend as I wanted to. Uh, so I did like a lot of it last minute. But I came out to see um, actually to see this group because I missed their album release show. And so I was like, well, I want to check In out. Indiana. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, <laughs> no, you came out to Portland to see us play. Uh, well, I guess that was a little further. But anyway, so I I wanted to see the area of Portland uh, and also see Alex because I had been playing and mind prayed with him for two years. So then I came out and then Chelsea asked me last minute, like before I had my plane ticket. So what I was planning on to be like a week trip turned into two weeks and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, uh, may may I share some facts about you, Timmy? Oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. So, some two really awesome facts about Timmy is that he has his master's in violin. Wow. He just graduated uh, this summer, correct? This mm-hmm. spring. And one of the reasons that Timmy could join us so soon is that he um, cashed in some Bitcoin. Oh, really? <laughs> he was one of the few that saved it for years and years. Wow. Can I can I ask how much you, you cashed in for? Dude, I tried asking him the other night, and he wouldn't tell me a fucking number. Okay. I mean, he would luck. say... Good luck. Go okay, ahead. okay, yeah. wait, here, here. Without saying a number... He'll put it in terms of objects. <laughs> yeah, oh, you know what? Yeah, I like that that one. Put it in terms of objects, of how much you cashed in for. Uh, Well, that... I, I don't think that, you know, that's the most important part. <laughs> I, I, I told you, man. Don't ask it's me. All right. okay. 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 So it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. The way that I describe it is like I'm certainly not rich, 
but I certainly got a lot of help. Okay. Right, so. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's a fair. I, I, I won't dive in more so if, you, if you don't I, want me to. What's the definition I, of vague? Well, actually, okay, so I've been living as a musician for a long time and going to college. Right. So I obviously understand, like, the struggles of not always being able to pay for things. Right. And so back when I had a job, I, I wrote some software back in 2012-ish. And one of my coworkers had mentioned to it, uh, to me at that time, I was like, well, that sounds cool. And because I had a job at that time, I was like, hey, I have some money to put in. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll do that. And then after that, of course, I'm like poor the whole time because I don't have a job while I'm going to school. So what I did is that I never, ever wanted to sell it. But then at times, like when I needed to, like what I normally do was sell half of it. Mm -hmm. And I did that a few times. Uh, like, for instance, one time I got in a car wreck. And it cost like eight hundred dollars, and I didn't have anywhere near that. So that well, I guess I'll I'll sell some of my coin. Uh, and then actually this this so I did have it a few times, and then this last year, like I got a text somewhere like November December, and uh, it was like uh, how many BTC you send that, and I didn't check the price every day for like the last year. Right. Uh, and so I checked the price and I had more in Bitcoin than my entire graduate assistantship over wow. the two years. His account, like, his account has gotten a lot more helpful <laughs> in Timmy's speak. Well, so the term, a lot like, more how many BTC than it used to be. you sitting at? Yeah, that's what, yeah, they say. That's how what many the text BTC was. You that was a friend at? of mine who knew that I had it. It's a very like millennial type statement. It's like, what kind of BTC you sitting at? <laughs> So, I hate yeah, using wait, the term should, millennial, but that's just when you so think of that. I should say I did sell all of it back in uh, January, December and January. Good for you. Wait, it's one of those like b kind of like big risk, big reward type things. I did like Bitcoin for like a hot minute. Like my wife's like, "Hey, why don't you put five dollars in this Bitcoin and see what goes on?" <laughs> and and like we watched it like go from like five dollars to ten dollars to two dollars to yeah. just it just like and then one day i just cashed in because i was hungry so i was, so it was like seven dollars I mean, i'll take thing. the combo number five please <laughs> that's yeah. exactly what i did like i'm hungry i'm just gonna cash out sorry yeah. <laughs> and then and then your yes. your newest member yes thea uh if if i may she's uh like a secret legend in bloomington Se like ev secret. everyone everyone knows about thea oh. thea bransby <laughs> at least that's that's how i've always felt because i've known about thea for a long time um and, and i was looking our um soprano moved to new york and i was looking for another player and she reached out to me and uh, found it was a good fit and she has a lot of great jazz experience and um some uh, french horn experience as well i just love the feel of this lots of love lots of camaraderie and lots of different backgrounds to bring into lady cup why this type of feel of the music when when looking up you know information and listening to your 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 full-length album i didn't know you had an ep until just before we started 
that's helpful that I listen to Spotify and not necessarily like Bandcamp and from everything else. But it, it it's uh, your description is stylized by Waitley Keys, Hazy Synthscapes, and Psych Prog Guitar. Yep. Which is a mouthful to say, first off. So I'm glad I said it without hesitation, without no, any. This project is kind of a mouthful, but and it is. No <laughs> guitar on this tour, so we're absent one third of that description. That's true. <laughs> that is true. We, got, we have the 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 whatever the Prague Prague violin. Is, yeah, is, check out the recordings if you want to hear the the full setup. Yes, but it's it's very it's a very hodgepodge of music. So why this type of music? Why go this direction? Um, the direction made itself. I, 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 it just happened. <laughs> it, you know, when you get into those, um, into those creative spaces and a lot of these songs I wrote without any expectation, uh, which was actually quite beneficial because you don't get in your way. You know, you just, you just make it. And I think that's the biggest thing. And that's why I tell all my dance students too, you gotta, you know, you have to make mistakes and and allow yourself to just do it and then edit from there. And I, looking back on myself n- now, because I've had some, um, I'm back in school now. I'm finishing my degree this year. Mm-hmm. And In what? Um, I made my major at Indiana University. I study interdisciplinary performance art. So, because I do so many different forms. I do, okay. I do some, there's some music in there and dance and creational arts writing and I'm actually writing like a, like a play concept musical this year. Oh, and uh, can you give us any insight on that? Yes, um, it's it, it's a baby. It's growing. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's uh, it's about um, uh, the themes that we're exploring are um, uh, technological habit and uh, power. Like, what where is your choice in that? But it's um, it's in metaphor to lots of like nature imagery and metaphor so it's like a really interesting parallel and i'm doing a device method which is actually a collaborative um like playmaking method okay Okay. but similar similar to this my my thesis project is very similar to how this band was discovered it's just it just came to be really it just there was no path the path created itself uh, anybody else want to jump in? Just their their two cents on joining the band and their their feelings on it. I just want to say um, we were at practice the other night. The first practice I had with um, these guys for the this iteration of the band, and I mentioned that um, it, it sounded like, a, oh, yeah. and this was a compliment. I don't think it was taken that way. No, but, I was um, telling no Josh. I was telling everybody. I was like, "Did you know that Josh said this?" <laughs> In like a good way. <laughs> well, um, it sounded like a psychedelic rock band with um, Ariel from uh, the Little Mermaid singing. Yeah, and, and with like three versions of that singing at the same time. Yeah, you know and, what? It's funny as you said that because listening to this band, I wanted to make the comparison of like a ship at sea, and then like the 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 sea creatures, the oh yeah, the oh, yeah. The, 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 the sirens. Yeah. That was the yeah. word I was looking yeah. for. The, yeah. the sirens are trying to like lure people in. That yeah. imagery is really potent, um, and I think it makes sense. Like I think that's like uh, not even with the Little Mermaid reference necessarily, right. but you know it's. I, I do see a lot of when I hear the music, it's a lot of um, you know how people describe sound with visuals sometimes like a lot of blue and green and like vast like uh, landscapes kind of, and so uh, when I listen to it I kind of see that and that helps me play better because it's like 
I don't know, maybe a broader uh, visual image than uh, than the not more than the sound, I guess, but um, the sound makes me feel that and see it in my head while I'm playing. So that helps me again, like be a better player because it seems like a really big idea. Like this, the sound of the band is uh, sounds big and like it like it fucking means something instead of you know like. Uh, you know, uh, like a power trio or something, which is good too. But at the same time, I feel like there's like a bigger definition uh, with what I think Chelsea is trying to do. If that makes sense, that at makes. All. I feel like that, that <laughs> does make sense. No, because it, the idea of music is 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 that art form of expression, and much like everything else, when you come when it comes to like uh, and every every sort of difference of art when you, whether it's painting or dance or everything, the expression comes out. So it, it's always the idea of like, sometimes and we discussed this uh, with the past episodes of like how your mental state is going into the record, going into recording and, and how you feel pre or post a show will affect the next part of the next note you play or whatever you go towards. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I yeah. like how you said that like this, you, you see it in colors, which is, which is huge. And I feel like more artists and more music should uh, have that feel to it. Mm -hmm. One thing I like about uh, this group is that uh, there's diversity between the tunes and I uh, no two tunes sound the same. And that's a, something that I admire about, like, it, you know, groups that I look up to. Uh, and and uh, so there are some tunes that are, like, brighter sounding tunes. And one, uh, one thing that I think is awesome is that there's, like, these couple tunes that we play that are pretty uh, dark. But at the same time, there's this, like, dark sound uh, with from the rhythm section and the kind of, like... Uh, sounds that i choose to add and that's paired with these three elegant voices on top and yeah. it makes this nice like nice uh contrast that fits together in a awesome way
I'm a sucker for harmony. So how hard was it or how easy was it for you for choosing your uh, different voices to harmonize for these songs? Um, can you clarify a little bit of the question? Um, I always enjoy hearing harmonies. So when, when you decided to, instead of just you being the front woman and the front person, you decided to split that into multiple voices. Sure. So what was, what, why that direction, what, what went into that direction, things like that kind of go from that point. Um, yeah, I really like how you worded that in general. I really like, um, having, uh, more of a unit Mm -hmm. and having, I've always said like, I don't want to be a front woman. Mm -hmm. Like I want, I want all of us to be in the front and, um, I grew up in choirs. I grew up as a musical theater person. So, and Kenzie did as well. And um, as did Thea. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. As did Thea. Thea. And we. um, So we. I just grew up in that habitat, and it was. It just uh, was just more interesting to me. I'm. I'm a. I call myself a melodist first. So a lot of my ideas come in melodies, and then I'll transpose them into different instruments. Um. And I was listening to a lot of Dirty Projectors, too, when I started this band. And um, just, like, female forward indie rock music, psychedelic uh, dream rock music. Thank you for not saying female-fronted. Because that's a big, like, issue with people right now. Saying female-fronted is not a genre. And it doesn't matter. That's why I liked when you said you introduced yourself as a composer, which I really like that idea. And I think, uh, it, and and whether you want to say it's politically correct and everything, and now we're going to like more social issues, but who, who that's the direction we're going towards. Um, th- when you get rid of the terms like front man, front woman, things like that, and at the end of the day, that's it doesn't matter. We we t- we discussed about you know the the idea of the art, so it doesn't matter what you look like. It as long as the art is has substance and it's there, it doesn't matter who's in what place. And everything. Absolutely. I always, um, there's a Stanislavski uh, quote, and he always says, love the art in yourself, not yourself in the art. And I think that's super potent, again, for musicians in general to follow. I like it. Um, you've got a couple of albums out right now. The Undercurrent EP released back in November of 2016, and then the self-titled album released earlier this year in June. Tell us a little bit about uh, recording those albums, where it was from, the ideas behind it. Go from there. Um, the Undercurrent EP was the opposite of the LP. So the EP, I wrote the songs and we recorded them, and then we learned how to play them live as opposed to all the songs in the LP where um, we started playing them live and then we learned how to record them. Mm. Um, and the, that process was super interesting. Um, some On the EP, there's some songs that are just me harmonizing with myself, and then we had uh, Biz and Kenzie and a couple others. And um, we were really lucky to have bassists that were able to uh, provide engineering for no cost. Uh, that was uh, an ex- such a gift. And a lot of the stuff we actually did in our home studio, um, vocals, uh, synthesizers, lots of additions, guitar, bass. We all we really just engineered drums and, and uh, piano sounds in, in the actual studio. And then where did you record the, the self-titled LP? We recorded that in a couple of different places. So the home studio is called Time Ghost Studios. And that's run by Alex Arnold, our guitarist, who uh, his main project is called Mind Parade. And um, you can really hear some similarities in that project. And 
um, we recorded at Russian Recording in Bloomington. We recorded at Primary Sound in Bloomington. And we also, oh, I think that's it. Just those three. So do you reside currently in Bloomington then? Yes, currently. Okay. Uh, what, what, what drew you to that city or that place? For school? Was it for life? Was it just because you're from here and then you moved away? So is it just... Yeah. School life, growing up, things like that. I went to. I started there in college. Um, I went to a college prep school, so the, that's what you were supposed to do. Right. Um, turned out at that time it wasn't for me, and even though it wasn't for me, I came back here for a little bit. I was uh, really not in good shape, but when I I moved back to Bloomington after a couple of months because I really liked the art scene there, and I felt that I could create something in myself or, or, or figure out what I wanted to do in, in that environment. And ever, is everybody else from the Bloomington area? I'd say everyone is. I'm kind of like an outsider okay. where my connection to Bloomington is actually through these people and Mind Parade. Timmy's from Mars is what he's saying. <laughs> Timmy's from Mars? Yeah. Cool. I heard it was great this time of year. Yeah. <laughs> the winter wasn't too bad. <laughs> So compare, um, I mean, I, I'm only, I only know really just two cities and cause I've only lived in two cities for most of my life so far. Um, and which is Akron, Ohio and here in Toledo, um, give me the idea of how, whether you want to go just from Bloomington or just, you know, expand from Indiana in itself, how's the arts and the music and the scene in there compared to some of the other places you have visited? The main one is that it's a college town. So we there's um, through the university, the Jacob School of Music is there, and it's one of the top music schools in the country. So there, we have all different types of um, music students that come through that area, um, and a lot of young artists come into Bloomington through the university. So I would say that is the biggest, biggest um, trait. Anybody else want to add on that? Yeah, I love uh, Bloomington specifically. The fact that it's super small. Like the city is actually really small. Uh, there's, you know, what, like 60, 70,000 people there when school's in session, I guess, maybe. Um, I think and 80. And then 80. 40 when school's not I think in 79. session. Yeah, I think it's 79 and a half. Who gives oh, wow. a shit? So, <laughs> anyways, um, it, uh, the, the fact that it's so small and there's so much diversity in terms of at least the art scene. I mean, right. in general, there is too um, uh, across all scopes, but um artistically there's so many people doing so much different shit and it's so small and it's very convenient like to like have again like a collective like this band kind mm -hmm. of is like uh there's a ton of bands in bloomington and a lot of them are really good and you don't find that in small college towns a lot especially in fucking indiana you know like like, I know Indiana gets uh, looked at as, like, kind of, like, podunk, you know, whatever, Bible Belt bullshit stuff. Well, our governor was, was Mike Pence. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. And it is. Yeah, essentially, kind of. But there are pockets within Indiana that are beautiful, like Bloomington and, you know, Indianapolis is good and Elkhart. Uh, I'm kidding about Sean Elkhart. Kemp, I've Sean never Kemp. even been there. But, Sean uh, Kemp is from there. But, uh, but anyways, yeah. So, uh, in terms of the art scene in Bloomington, it's like super vast and surprisingly as small as it is, um, it's really easy to get plugged in with other artists that are of similar minds. And so I, I, I lived there for like eight years and it was a blessing to be able to play with so many people that 
I would have never met or even thought that I was going to play with. Um, and just because Bloomington is the fucking charm that it is, I got to do that. So, uh, yeah, it's a really yeah. supportive environment too, not just from other musicians, but, uh, music, uh, lovers. We, we, you know, you can go out and try something new and, um, a lot of people are going to be open to it and receptive and that it's just such a wonderful uh, environment to grow as a musician. That's what I love about seeing and and Chelsea and I discuss this a little bit about the idea of the podcast because, you know, a lot of people may think that the Midwest is just kind of a black hole and both uh, Chelsea was very was very front and saying, I would disagree. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm with you. I, I absolutely agree. The Midwest is not a black hole and it's, it's acts like this and shows like this. And, and, and it's, I sound like a broken record because I think I mentioned this almost every episode, but it's the point that we come across is that there are acts out there that is the passion, the feel, the ideas behind it that you should try and ex and uh, experiment and and go and support and get a feel. Not necessarily any of the the bands and the hits you hear on the radio. Coming from a guy in the industry saying this is because that's how some of these acts become bigger is from support from when they're on the rise. Yeah, to to follow that up too, going back to saying to love yourself in the art, love your love the art in yourself and not yourself in the art, is that there is some sort of superficial level to to uh, the music industry too. Of course, yes. You know, in Austin, you have the psych rock scene. In the East Coast, you have a really like classical, like avant garde scene, and every you know, there's some, some sort of like title or status that you feel like you have to like achieve and in the midwest uh, got john mellon camp lives <laughs> in bloomington right um, he's an asshole i've waited on him really a couple oh, times. Yeah. oh yeah really yeah i've waited on him I've, i was a waitress for about five years um, i guess life doesn't go on before back to school yeah his <laughs> dad like touched me inappropriately they're just wow gr- they're gross mellon people. Wow. Dad? yeah wow wait he touched you inappropriately yeah i was working at uh the restaurant that chelsea and i both worked at his Lots dad? of men touch you there. Yeah. Let me tell you. It was like a low what back, kind of clout do you think situation. you have being Mellencamp's dad? Like, I made this dude. Oh, yeah. I get to touch women. No, Mellencamp threw a credit card at me one time. Just saying. <laughs> Did he Jeez. expecting you to catch it? Or <laughs> <laughs> like toss? Were you playing toss? No, it's just behind the counter. He needed to go. <laughs> wow. Can I talk to Meg? Uh, yeah. It was Meg Chris, here with Christy you? At, that, at that point. They're she was lovely. Now, aren't they? She yeah. was lovely. Wow. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Well, it's so just fun. not well, a lot of Mellencamp love. <laughs> no, that's fine. That We're just fine, sucking actually. on chili dogs. Sucking on a chili dog. That's funny. Um, so you're currently on a tour right now. Of course, the day of this recording, um, you, you are currently going to be playing a show. Um, hopefully that goes well. Like I said, the, it, we won't know until the future after this. Uh, so I hope it goes well. Knock on wood. Thank you. Um, it um, did. It, 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 we're just gonna presume it did. We rocked it. Did. It. At the time of this, you, you're listening. To we this. killed it. it. Yeah, it was great. It's okay that you missed it. We'll be around again. It's, it's all right. It was great. Well, at, on on that on that note, best uh, show we've ever played. <laughs> best show we ever played on a, on a Saturday. For right now, yeah. Best yes. podcast we've never done. Hey, there you go. Um, what else is uh, you, you're currently doing a run of shows? Uh, what else is in the uh, the pipeline for Lady Cop coming up? Um, some good 
creative time I think is really needed. These songs I cherish so much, um, but I'd love to make some new repertoire. Um, I'd love to maybe expand to do some more collaborative work um, for this project instead of me solely just writing everything and then mm-hmm. bringing it bringing it to the crew and everyone d- does bring something t- to the table absolutely um so looking to have some more creative time um i'm definitely a quality over quantity type of person mm-hmm. I'd, I'd rather have s- some solid recordings out there than try and hustle my way through something that sounds cheap more bad stuff, please. Just, just give me a lot of it. Why can't we just write shitty songs and make just like a billion of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they they do say you need to write a bunch of shitty songs to make a couple good songs. That's like what it. I'm I've, saying. Man. I've written some write songs. Write Ooh, not that good. But um, I'm after we go on this tour, I um have I have my own studio at my house, and I'm uh, really looking forward to having some extreme creative time. Um, and kind of uh, honing in those um, some new tunes, and we're going to be doing some more gigging in the springtime in 2019. Love it! You said you were you you were a dance instructor, correct? Yeah. Did I catch that for for kids? Uh, for kids and adults. For kids and adults. So uh, you ever think of uh, maybe doing a uh, maybe put on a like you you say you work on a musical, but maybe like a dance element to some of these songs. We have a very small bit of choreography in, in our set. Oh, um, very like just a, so like a hand choreography, but it. Um, I love that when something can be so small and be so um, impactful. We all do the sea walk at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I've we've done a music video. I'm s- again, I'm super about collaborating and bringing the community together. I'm, I'm a big sucker for that. And we did a music video where I brought a bunch of gr- uh, women into the dance studio, and we just like you know had this like kind of improv- improvisational like dance scene, um, which was really cool. That's online currently, and um, we're currently editing a music video that involves dancing, um, some more improvisational dancing. Uh, but in these really cool monster masks that my friend Jenny oh. Olakanen makes, um, an amazing fiber artist. If you're in the Midwest, please check her out. She makes some really cool stuff. So that'll be coming out um, soon.
What is some of your goals you want to hit uh, in the new year for Lady Cop? I'd love to... Well, one thing that we're going to do for sure is that we're playing at my friend's wedding, which is an elvish wedding. Is it elvish? Elfish, elfish wedding. Yeah, it's Lord of the Rings themed. Ah. Um, And I mentioned uh, earlier before we started recording that we got a we had a write up in uh, from a Portland magazine that said that this project sounds like a J.R. Tolkien novel in the best way possible. So we are honored to play that. I think people just quit prefacing and like qualifying all of their opinions just stay your opinion don't say in the best way possible or and i mean that the best way possible or just be right just like just say it just say it just yeah you're taking the time and attention to i can't like, carry the ring for how many of those one hitters did you have in the car on the way here <laughs> four oh, okay four hitters i smelled it <laughs> <laughs> anyway um we're so we're looking to do some more song some more stuff in the midwest um some more stuff in the northwest and um and when I say stuff, I mean gigging, going on some tours, um, and hopefully in Canada. And again, getting some more recordings um, in, into the into the internet hole. Into the to, to the series of tubes. It's infinite. Is that what they're calling Forever it? Forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I I want to touch on uh, something because you you when you first introduced you know the 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 start of Lady Cop, you said you were the host of a ho- of house shows of the DIY scene. Um, and we, we've had some artists in the past that are really big on, you know, do either hosting their own shows or really big on DIYing stuff. So give me your two cents on, and anybody else can jump in if, if they have had any experience or anything, on that DIY atmosphere that, sh- that you know, not building your own venue and, and, and doing that route, but, you know, just playing, setting up a stage literally anywhere for music. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about that. I love curating shows in Bloomington. Um, I really enjoy doing that. The house, the house show scene, is something that I'm not really a part of anymore. And that was a different time in my life. I was right. I was younger, and that, that's that's definitely more of like a party scene. Um, I think one of the biggest things that is important to me doing this DIY project, and I always say it, but you have to take care of your players. Like, we all give our time to be here together and that shouldn't go unnoticed and i think that any type of person that comes into this project to support or help we always try and 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 support them back and i would i would say that that um should be universal in the diy scene because you know we're all in this together and like there there are some times that you know something might have to be you know pro bono or, or I think that everyone should um, give each other some support. That's a, been a blessing of being uh, in this band, at least for my short time now for this tour, is uh, Chelsea's paying us, which is like super nice, and that especially with the DIY attitude, that doesn't always happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, th- it's a hard line to draw because I'm super supportive of like, uh, you know, the DIY, like, fuck it, do yourself, and. Um, you know, make the show happen or make the t-shirt happen or make the band happen, whatever, without anyone else's support and just do it. And if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. And whatever. Uh, the only bummer about that is it's like, you're not going to make as much money. And sometimes that's, and you know, it's not an important thing. Right. But sometimes if you want to make that a career, it is. And so like uh, writing that line between like, are we going to 
play, uh, and I'm not talking about Lady Cop in general, but like mm-hmm. it, bands in general. Like, are we going to play like a bigger show that's going to make us more money, or are we going to play like a house show that's supportive of a scene that might be uh, more bred out of like people's souls and hearts and stuff? Um, or are we, you know, gonna? Sorry, I I, I heard a breath there. Go ahead. Oh, I, yeah. I was just gonna say, in going off of that, uh, playing smarter and not harder is another um, big. Uh, mantra that I I have and Alex um, the, our guitarist has too um, instead of playing out a bunch and not making any money and spending all your time uh, strategize strategize when and where and and, and if you're going to make money and and what it's going to be like etc I would say yeah. the the beauty of like the DIY stuff is that even even if it is like starting your own venue there's not really a clear line of like where a house that you put up a stage or just you know start doing that like there's not really a a clear line where that becomes a venue and it also taking all of that ownership onto it gives you so much more freedom in whatever project it is and as like an artist in any form i i get really excited at the idea of putting together projects that stand out in in one way or another and if you're if you're in charge of the venue or where you where you're putting putting it together you're kind of in charge of all of the aspects of of how this comes to fruition Mm -hmm. and that gives you like just a lot of a lot of opportunity to 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 do something not necessarily above and beyond but just different and control all the all the aspects that you can just uh one more thing about house shows i'd say is like each one that i've been to i've always felt like there is a lot of support and you do get supportive venues as well but i you don't see it as universally at a thing like a house show i totally agree with that yeah like some of the best shows i've ever played were in fucking sweaty basements yeah but i would say as a house show um giver um there are many times that i felt um disrespected again it's it's that's kind of what you sign up for though right like, it's I mean, true. I mean, you have to, you know, your water bill skyrockets, your electricity bill skyrockets. And you're gonna have puke and you beer run out all of, over your basement floor. You run out of toilet paper. You know, you got them off the floor every morning because <laughs> it's just like nasty. But like, again, coming from like a compassionate perspective, it, it just like made sense to me at that time to um, to do that for people. I'm not in that space anymore, but it Dude, was... totally. We, I think we both had the same experience. Yeah. We both had like party house show places and grew out of the fact that like, I don't want to fucking do this shit anymore. You know, like I don't have to want to clean up after people that don't give a shit about the fact that we're supplying right. a venue for people to come and like have a really great experience. And they're disrespecting us. I would know? say they do give a shit. They just don't give a shit in the way that you wish they would. Well, so maybe, don't, don't discredit also, they don't know entirely. who the hell we are anyways. Yeah. Like, they don't know who lives at the house. Who cares? Well, I think I, that, that can go beyond that. I feel like a lot of people don't respect or don't ex- they expect way too much from a lot of music venues. But at the same time, I feel like music venues could do a little bit more, better job. Um, supporting or hearing out what the consumer wants. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, it's a weird give and take. Yeah, I can under, I can completely understand that as a as a guy that is uh, that has I've seen the inner workings of you know when you build when you put together shows you build uh you, know, you reach out to artists and you try to fix with their schedule and you got to work around there. 
um, their ideas and their attitudes and everything like that. It's it's difficult. It's it's you kind of have to be the like a sheep herder in a sense to make sure everybody goes and kind I mean, of that's general a shepherd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That is that is uh, that is what you have to be a, a shepherd. Uh, <laughs> you have to be a shepherd uh, uh, to uh, make sure everybody goes in the direction you're kind of looking at. But at the same time, as a consumer, your hard earned money. And what you're trying to spend on wants a, a full night of entertainment or you want to make sure your dollar goes to the best way possible and you want to continue supporting that. It's like, hey, this was a great show, but it did smell like piss. So right. <laughs> there is a trade off. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, cool. It's five dollars and you can help support the bands or whatever. And you bands don't have to pay to play or whatever. But, you know, at the same time, you might have to deal with you know it's gonna smell like piss so yeah i've never been to a show inside of a urinal before but uh i can imagine that it'd be pretty awesome it Wish smelled bad do. but yeah. and hopefully not a big door cost but it's <laughs> uh, a good idea i think you're the only person in this room that would feel that way <laughs> <laughs> it's great acoustics in this urinal. <laughs> can, I, can I get more toilet in my monitor? Dude, the Thank ceramic you. sounds amazing. We're gonna be going on a, a two-man porta potty tour. <laughs> we each set up uh, inside. Two peas in a porta potty. Oh. oh, sorry. Oh shit, that sucks, didn't it? Damn it. <laughs> And on and on that note, uh, it's 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 been great talking to you guys and gals, and I'm so excited for the future of Lady Cop. I love the idea, I love the project, and uh, once again, a uh, big shout out to Derek from In Store Recordings and uh, for getting us all together. If we want to get in touch with Lady Cop, how do we do so? Call Chelsea. Call Chelsea. If you have Chelsea's her number, number go is eight one two. I actually have a four one nine zip code. Oh, okay, so it's four one nine three. <laughs> um, you can email us at lducp uh, music lducp music at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook facebook.com backslash lducp we're on bandcamp we're on spotify we're on soundcloud we have physical copies of our music that if you really want to support us that's the biggest thing in in the land of streaming um because again, when we play when we play live shows, we split it, we split the money between us. Because I find that it's just the most ethical thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to support uh, support us, um, please consider buying a physical copy if you like the music. L D. Oh, Instagram. L D Y C P. L D Y C P. It's Lady Cop, but we uh, couldn't afford the vowels. Vowels are not in right now, yeah. so we, it's we wanted to buy constants. a few vowels, but vowels are up. Couldn't afford them. And Y is a consonant in this case, just for clarity. <laughs> yes. How much would the vowels be in, vowel. in, in BTC? Vanna, I would like to purchase. Well, they're up right now. Socks of vowels are up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Anything else you guys want to add? It's been such a pleasure. I can, it really flew by. I can't, can't believe it. Well, uh, we're glad that we're glad we we, we, we do can, another hour. This is I, fine. we can. Yeah. What, what do you want to talk about? Shit. This is the can second we talk part. About this, Let's go. This this the coyote wolf, the, staring the, at the other one's butt. Yeah, the this coyote. <laughs> so yeah. so fun fact. So so and, and I always I always kind of I, I don't give Travis shit about it, but like I always I always make a note about when we take photos with the band, we always take them in front of the coyote. 
like tapestry that is behind me currently. So it, it's always very nice. I don't, I don't know. It's a great choice. Uh, maybe Travis can. That's give more us of insight. a fleece than a tapestry I, or whatever. I, I don't know what how you. Could, it is, yeah, it's fleece, but it's it, beautiful. Yeah, I'm not saying it's no, not beautiful. It's but. yeah, no, it's 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 a very. Where it's he surrounded by walls. Staring at that <laughs> other guy. Whether he or she is staring at the other one's ass, though. <laughs> so, yeah. So, any, any photos, any recordings we do out of uh, Bigfoot Studios, we try to do them in front of the, the wolf sheet. Is this so. called Bigfoot? Bigfoot Studios, yes. Right yes. That's, uh, that is uh, Bigfoot Studios. And, of course, uh, support Travis and his endeavors there. You can support this podcast. Uh, by uh, searching us uh, on uh, the social networks, uh, facebook.com slash on the radar PC. Twitter is the same username on the radar PC. Instagram, it's on the radar podcast. You can also email us at on the radar podcast at gmail.com. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and all the rest of the major podcast platforms. Anything else? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. And thank you for all listening for another great episode of the On the Radar podcast. Shout out to our friends over at Stupid Rad. StupidRadMerch.com. Now, Stupid Rad Merch Company is your one-stop shop for all of your punk rock shirts and accessories. Not only are they the official web store for merch for the bands The Bomb Pops, The Gusto, Boss's Daughter, Smoking Popes, but they also have a great line of their own style of shirts, enamel pins, accessories, and so much more. I love all their stuff, and I love working and supporting with Stupid Rad Merch Company. Go check out some of their clothing now at stupidradmerch.com and if you buy any of their line of accessories, clothes, enamel pins, what have you, use the password RADAR at checkout, R-A-D-A-R, and you get 20% off your purchase. And that 20% off will come to us here at On The Radar Podcast and help support us in all of our doings. Get rad with Stupid Rad Merch Company and be rad with the On The Radar podcast.